worship team for ushering in and leading uh, leading us into the presence of God. Are you glad you're here this morning? Amen. Amen. I'm glad to be here this morning. CCAM is a huge supporter of the Teen Challenge program. We uh, believe in the mission. We believe in the vision. We have partnered and supported. We have sent. We have been parents of Teen Challenge as our daughter completed and went and and and, and served a season in that. And then we have 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 our extension of Teen Challenge through the Generation House as women that uh, have been in our program uh, are here now with us at our church and doing life together. And we we. As women have had the honor to be able to go in once a month and do chapel. So I know a lot of these ladies, I've had the, Pastor Angel and I have had the privilege to, to really just get to know so many of these incredible uh, and anointed women of God. They're my sisters, right? Yeah, we have fun. We have fun. We do a lot of laughing. That's what she said. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's an inside joke. He'd have to. He'd have to be there. Um, and uh, we've gone into Mount Grace. We've gone into the Bridge, and we've gone into the Men's Center. And we just believe in this program. We believe in this program. And so we're honored this morning to have the Minden Teen Challenge ladies in the house with us today. And I am going to turn this over to uh, their fearless ministry coordinator, Miss Afton. You want to come up and uh, give this over to her? Come on, give it up for her. We've known you quite a while. <laughs> yeah, and watch the progress. It's, it's been so exciting to see how God has just put his hand upon you and pulled you. And we love how you have pushed that post down. I loved that, what Chris was saying. You know, he, it's just right there for you. It's just right there. Um, he does the work. We just have to do the do, you know. And so I'm proud of your doing. I'm proud of everything that God's doing in you and with you and through you. And that you are stepping into a new leadership and just speak blessings over. So we're going to turn it over to you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Um... Thank y'all for having us. Uh, my name is Afton, and I'm from not far from here. I'm from Ashland. Grew up in Ashland. Um, not far from here. Never thought Menden would be my home, but it is. Praise God. I've been with Teen Challenge. I came to Teen Challenge twice. So the second time, it stuck. I came to Teen Challenge in November of 2016. Um, I was ready to end my life. Um, and because I didn't have contact with anyone, like my family done gave up on me, my mom, my kids, nobody, I had nobody. So I had a plan one day to end my life and some staff members showed up at my house and was like, you're coming home. Told me to pack up my stuff and I came home. And I've been here ever since and I'm not going nowhere. This is where I am until Jesus calls me home. Um, and I know y'all know a lot about Teen Challenge, and we really appreciate y'all support. We really appreciate getting to come here. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank y'all for having us. Um, addiction is real. Addiction is real. I've done some, some research, and 3.6 million people die in addiction yearly. That breaks down to over 10,000 per day, 420 per hour, and seven per minute. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of families that have lost loved ones. That's a lot of families. And um, it's, it's so real. And it's not, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what religion you are. I mean, it'll take you. I was Baptist. Um, you know, and I was in addiction. You know, just grew up in a bad situation. But, but God, but God took me out of that you know and now I am um, uh, the ministry coordinator and the teacher at our center and I'm a licensed minister with the Assemblies of God and next year I'll be ordained and and um, then I'm also in Bible college yes so <laughs> it's a lot um and Teen Challenge, 
Brother Gary said this the other week, and I, it didn't hit me. Teen Challenge is 100% successful for those that are 100% committed to the Lord. You have to be committed to God, not to this program, because if you're committed to the program, you're going to walk out. Right? doesn't matter if you're a student, an intern, a staff member. If you ain't committed to Christ, you're going to walk out. You have to be committed to him because he saves you, not me. I can't save none of these ladies. I mess up daily. Trust me. They know. Um, I mess up all the time. But our program is so successful because we talk about Jesus. But because we talk about Jesus, the government refuses to help us. Um, And so that's why we do ministries. We come out here trying to spread the word about what God's doing to get the word out because people do need help. But we also need help financially because we only charge a $750 induction fee. And if they don't have it, we don't make them pay it. You know, praise God, because I wouldn't have been able to come because I didn't have nobody. My mom done gave up on me. I didn't have nobody. Um, So we just want to continue to help people. So that's why we come out here and do these things. And we have a program, a sponsorship program, and I'll talk more about it later. Um, At our center is unique because we do house the women and children, um, which is amazing because some of these ladies couldn't come to get help if they couldn't bring their kids. And these kids, they've come from bad homes, and there's some of them that it's been pretty rough. And you get to see Jesus work in their lives. On the way here this morning, one of the little boys, he's four. Somebody tell me, how old is Nathan? Four. He was praying, and you would have thought he was a grown child. Because we all pray, and he was praying, y'all he was playing, God bless our ministries. And he was, you know, and the kids get touched. I've seen kids, their attitudes change. I've seen how God works in them. And um, the, what makes our program so successful is the fact that we learn about Jesus. 24-7, it's Jesus all the time. Um, in the classroom, we have two parts. You have the classroom and you have work detail. And the classroom is my favorite because I'm the teacher. That's my favorite. Um, so they learn biblical principles to be able to stand because that's what we didn't have was Jesus. And so we need those. We need to be able to stand on him and to be able to um, get, his, get Jesus down in our heart so that we don't walk away. Because there's going to be temptations come, you know, and the program is 18 months long. Pretty sure a lot of y'all know that. It's 18 months long. And um, you have the student portion, and then you become an intern, or, and then you can become a staff member and stay forever. But, but um, today you're going to hear testimonies of people that was once hopeless and lost in addiction and how God has changed their hearts. And um, we do, we're going to do a spoken word. We've never done it before, but we're going to do it today. And we're going to have a goodbye letter, a drama and just show y'all what God can do through this ministry and why it's so successful. Um, I'm going to have the ladies, y'all get your signs and start lining up. We tried something new. Okay, we have um, 24 students right now and 5,000 kids. <laughs> I don't know the total, but with staff, and it's, it's a lot of kids. It's a lot. Yeah, and we, um, and it's amazing because it's like one big family out there. We're like one big family. All right. This is what we call a cardboard testimony. We just started it. This is the first time that we've actually done it with everybody, and I really appreciate y'all allowing us all to come because I would have not made it because they would have, probably taking me out if I would have had to pick and choose who could come because everybody wanted to come. So, are y'all ready, ladies? Okay, rescue story.
All right, I'm Elizabeth and I wrote this spoken word and it's called pain into purpose. Rejected from birth, thrown into a life of pain and hurt, was abused by someone I trusted. He did it so much until I loved it. When I told the truth, they covered it up. This is when I started to self-destruct. I consumed drugs to cover the pain, bound by fear, guilt, self-hatred and shame. I would cut my skin until it bled. I felt alone just wishing I was dead. I was looking for love in all the wrong places, leaving my soul with so many different faces. Hello, Mr. Physical Abuse, I know you very well. You kept me bound in my own personal hell. You said I deserved to be beaten black and blue. You said you loved me and I thought that this was true. You said no one would love me the way that you do. I was under your spell, your magic, and also your voodoo. I allowed this pain to hurt my kids. I took their life to hide they were his. The pain created a monster I never wanted to be. I thought I was stuck in this prison forever and I couldn't be free. Sold into sex slavery, oh, this would do the trick. If you only knew what I would do for just one more hit. Cuffed to a bed of humiliation so long that I thought it was normal. Surrounded by all this chaos, despair, and turmoil. Survival mode and street pride is what I thought kept me alive. I built a wall so high that you couldn't see inside. This damaged girl and broken, mantled with bitterness and hate, cried out and hit her knees one day and I heard something so great. I heard his voice and it was so clear. He said, you are mine, Elizabeth, and I love you, my dear. He said, you will suffer much from my name, but I need you to know I will bring beauty from your pain. Now it's time to go. He said, do you want to be made well? I'm the one that holds the key to set you free from that cell. Now come on and follow me. Pick up your bed and walk. You are paralyzed no more. I want you to know that this is what I died for. Release all that fear, guilt, self-hatred, and pain. Release all that unforgiveness, that bitterness, that shame. No more will you operate from a place of hurt. Know that I am the one who predestined you from birth. I chose you, I formed you in your mother's womb. Now I prophesy over your dry bones to rise up out of that tomb. Only when something is broken does it reveal its true aroma. Now it's time to wake up, my child, and arise from that coma. Now rise up, my victorious daughter, and do what you were told. Draw your strength from my spirit, and I will make you bold. He said, you were born for greatness, and great you will be. I will set you on fire for all the world to watch and see. You are a city set on a hill, a burning lamp that won't go out. You are accepted in the beloved, and now I crush every doubt. I give you beauty for your ashes, for you are the apple of my eye. This is why I position myself at his feet where I break and where I cry. For the joy set before him, it was you and it was me. He turned my pain into purpose. He came to set the captives free.
Hi, my name's Sarah. Um, I just made 33 Friday. I'm from down south, a little place called uh, Aver Island outside of New Iberia. <laughs> um, growing up early on, I knew things were a little hectic and not normal. Um, both my parents, they did not serve the Lord. Um, I'm not sure if they really even knew about the Lord. Um, my father was a notorious gang member, and my mom was submissive to him. She obeyed everything he said. Um, at the age of seven, my father went to prison for doing some terrible things with my mother. Um, so him and my mother separated, and real fast, she got into another relationship. Um, this man she got with, he would become my stepfather. And he had some kids. He had two sons. And um, my mom and my dad, I had two sisters. And later on, I would get another sister for my dad. Um, so uh, my dad went to prison. He stayed there till I was about almost 15. Um, at the age of 12, my parents knew that um, I was just angry and um, very just I just was angry, angry, mad all the time. I wasn't lovable. They just knew something was different with me at the time. So they brought me to a psychiatrist, and I went to counseling, and that led to me getting on prescription narcotics at the age of 12. Um, 
One was for me to focus, and the other one was for anxiety. Um, this would fuel my 20-year drug addiction that they didn't even know was starting up. They just thought they were getting me some help. Um, so at the age of 16, I was really out of control. Uh, my stepfather and my mother, they couldn't do nothing with me. I didn't want to listen. I was rebellious. Something in me just fueled for badness, like it was bad. So I went to YCP um, in Minden, Louisiana, and uh, I graduated from there at the age of 16 with my GED. And um, that just led to more chaos and me just running rampant. At the age of 23, um, I had became pregnant, um, and I didn't want this baby. Um, I was very selfish in addiction. It was horrible. Um, and my mother told me that I would learn to love somebody, that I was going to have this baby. And um, I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So I stayed in addiction my whole pregnancy. I got sober for like three months, able to just at the end, so my baby wouldn't be born addicted. Um, after I had her, um, I fell in love with her, but it wasn't fireworks and all this and that, you know, that they would make it look like when you have a baby. Like it was dork for me, but I knew I loved this little girl. Uh, when she was nine months old, um, we were watching the Saints game. My mama left. She was cooking a gumbo. She went to the store. Well, she ended up in a cane field. Um, she committed suicide. Uh, she just decided this was it. That was it. Um, so if I thought my drug addiction was worse than that, I wanted to love this little baby and didn't know how, it just quickly got crazier. Um, so I would go from men to men, just trying to find a void that I didn't know what it was. But I knew God somehow had his hand on the situation the whole time. And um, I didn't even know him. I didn't even believe. And it was just crazy because I know now his light was shining on me the whole entire time. So I would go from man to man in the year of 2021. Um, I was in a psychosis, a drug-induced psychosis. I lost custody of my child, and my sister sat me down, and they said, Sarah, you need to go to rehab. You need some help. So I was like, okay. I wasn't even my mind. I knew it was God because I couldn't even make a decision for myself. Um, so they put me in a little place up here. Uh, it was called Broken Wings in Sterlington, Louisiana. Um, I went there for 28 days. While attending there, um, they gave us the um they let us be able to go to church there's this church called gateway uh pastor barry um uh, in that church uh, i got delivered for some dark heavy things and i was just i had this thirst for it i didn't know what it was but i knew that i knew that that's what i wanted i'd see people in there and i'd see their walk with god and i was like i want that like i need that i have to have that so from 2021 up until um 2022, I would get sober and fall off for a little while and get sober. Um, in May on the 3rd, um, my father, he needed to have surgery. And um, he didn't know God, and he needed to do an amputee above the knee. If not, he would die within six weeks from MRSA and staff and all this craziness, just craziness. So something in me, I was just praying, and I was praying, and I was speaking in tongues, and he was um, kind of delusional from the infection. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm praying over you. He was like, okay. So I seen he was all right with that, right? So I was like, I called my sister Titta because <laughs> I have a speech impediment. So I was like, Titta, we got to go get this man in the chapel. We got to get him. We got to get him before he goes to surgery. So I got the man from the chapel. Um, I, I don't know if he was a priest or what he was, but I said, can you come pray with my daddy? And he said, sure. So I stepped out of the room. Some me and my spirit just told me step out. I stepped out, and I know him and my daddy said a prayer, the salvation prayer. Um, needless to say, uh, my father didn't make it out of surgery, but I know his soul was saved. And I was able to be part of that with God shining on me to bring that. So um, shortly after, I relapsed again. And uh, I said, you know what? I know about Teen Challenge, I gotta go there. Like something in me told me, this is it, you have to go, you need to go, you're gonna go. So I told all my family once again, we gotta go, I gotta go. 
And some of them weren't even receptive of me coming in here because they were like, when is enough enough? But I knew until I had God, nothing would be enough, you know? So I came on October 18th, October 19th was my first sober date, only by the grace of God. I didn't have withdrawals, nothing. I felt nothing but love. I just knew this was it, like it's going to be good. So um, while coming here, I had a court date on December 6th, um, a revocation hearing on November 11th. Uh, Pastor Ginger, she came and she prophesied it over me. I never had nobody do that in my life. She said, in three weeks, you're going to have a miracle, a miracle, something you've been praying for. So December 6th, I'm fresh into the program, and I got to go sleep out at my nanny's house. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then I got court. And then I'm supposed to go to jail and then come back and restart my whole program, right? So I go to court. They threw the whole thing out by the grace of God. I don't even have it no more. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't even have to go. No, God said, guess what, Sarah? I did something with you. What you going to do for me? So <laughs> I got in my nanny's car and I said, let's go. So um, also in December, I was told that my baby, she was never going to be able to come see me in my whole program because her daddy's tired of me doing this, right? Going in and getting out and just tired of it, right? So I, I had to go surrender it. I had to surrender it. I said, God, I know you got a plan for me. I know you have a future for me in mind. And I know you're a God of restoration. You're going to restore it back to me. And it's not my time. And it's yours, God. So, God, have your way with me. Use me, Lord God, Jesus. And guess what? Three weeks ago, my baby came and visited me. She's able to see me. God is good. And I just thank y'all for allowing us to come here. There's a bad 
My name is Ashley, and I'm from Bossier City, and this is my goodbye letter to my addiction. I spent 27 years in a committed relationship with you. I put you above and before anything and anyone else. I gave you my time, money, and eventually my freedom. In return, what I got was pain, suffering, misery, emptiness, and loneliness. I broke trust because of you. I broke promises because of you. I broke laws because of you. And most importantly, I broke the hearts of the ones I love the most. I'm not putting all the blame on you because I made a decision to commit my life to you. However, today, I no longer identify as an addict. I am not an outlaw. Nor am I Department of Corrections inmate number 464-5A1. I am a child of God, a daughter of the King. I am delivered, redeemed, and vindicated. So I'm here today to tell you to kick rocks. Jesus is doing a new thing. I'm a living, walking testimony to this fact. He set me apart for a time such as this. Okay. You, you can come on. All right. So I'm going to thank y'all. I'm going to um, talk to you about our sponsorship program. Um, it's where you can uh, sponsor a student. You can be a part of their life throughout this journey. And you even get invitation to their graduation. Sometimes some of these students come into the program without any support. I came through the program without any support. Thanks to God, he, he was there. Um, but you get to communicate with them. You get to be a part of this journey. You can write them. You can send care packages. But also you can help us stay open by sponsoring a student. And um, Lizzie's up here, and she's going to talk to you from the student perspective of sponsorship. Okay, actually, my sponsor's in the room, and it's Pastor Paul and Pastor Ginger's daughter, Jordan. And um, sponsorship is amazing. Not only do I have a relationship with Jordan, she went through the program with my mom years ago. So it's way back, and it's so personal. Um, I already love her, but when she writes me, I know, I know they've been praying for me for a long time, even when I went away and came back. Um, they send me packages, which... The clothes, thank you, they're fabulous because she has style. Um, but it's, it's the prayers. It's knowing that I have these women and mighty men on the front line for me. Um, sometimes when I get weary in the fight, I know they're lifting my hands. Um, I know they're standing in the gap. And I know how, um, how hard that is. People don't realize the spiritual battle and what our leaders um, and people that sponsor us do. It means so much. And um, I just want to thank you, Jordan. I love you to the moon, back and beyond. And Pastor Ginger, Pastor Sa I mean, there's great um, people in this room, and I'm just honored to be back. I didn't even see you in the room. I went through the program with Jordan, too. Yes. I don't know how good I was, but praise God I'm here. <laughs> um, but I've seen miracles happen in this program, just being at the center. And um, I've seen, we've had people come in. Um, one lady came in pregnant, and she wasn't long from giving birth, and I took her to the emergency room. And they told me that if she hadn't came in when she had, she would have passed. So would the baby have passed. And uh, we've had somebody come in, and I'm going to say this word, and I'm probably going to butcher this word, but catatonic state. Well, she couldn't walk, she couldn't talk, she couldn't do nothing. We had to help her. And um, it was like days I'd go to bed, and I'm like, God, are you sure? Are you sure I'm equipped to help this person? And he reminded me that that's somebody's daughter. Well, the next day, another staff member texted me, and she said, God just told me that that's somebody's daughter. And we didn't share each other's story. And it was spiritual emphasis week that week. And our pastor came and he prayed for her. And God started to deliver her. And she was able to walk and to talk. And she was our miracle. And we've seen many more. And it's just 
because we can help people. It's because they, they can come in and they feel the presence of God. And they're able to be set free. They're able to do this. And so we have, I'm gonna, we have a sponsorship video for y'all to see. Louisiana Adult and Teen Challenge is a private, nonprofit, one-year residential program that helps men and women who are struggling with addiction. When I came here, I was broken. I was hopeless. I was addicted to heroin. I had a child that I didn't know how to take care of. And this ministry welcomed me with open arms, welcomed my daughter with open arms, and just showed me who Jesus was. And, and He's absolutely changed my life. At Louisiana Adult and Teen Challenge, we incorporate life skills training, work skills training, education, and many other things that make our program successful. Everything that we do here is for life transformation. About 9 out of 10 individuals who come into our program have absolutely no financial support, and it costs us over $2,000 a month just to house one person. Here at Louisiana Adult and Teen Challenge, we have a broad range of social enterprises that our students and staff help to run, such as a coffee shop, a restaurant, commercial greenhouses, thrift store, donation boxes, a candle making business, and a pick your own blueberry orchard. Even with all of this, our students program is only partially funded. We need student sponsorships and that is where you come in. So, I mean, I came here with not much of anything, you know, just me and my son. My sponsors, you know, supported me monthly and also sent me care packages. I certainly couldn't have done it without them. Teen Challenge introduced me to Jesus and it has radically changed my life and the lives of my children and my whole family. For only $35 a month, you can invest in a student's life. You will receive a packet that contains their testimony, you can write letters, send care packages, and you will receive a personal invitation to their graduation. This allows you to be vested in your student's recovery. As a graduate of Louisiana Adult and Teen Challenge 24 years ago, I had burned every bridge. Nobody trusted me. And if it wasn't for a couple in my life, I don't know where I would be. Here at Louisiana Adult and Teen Challenge, we need your help, much like the Thomases uh, helped Amanda. And we'd like to encourage you, if you have the opportunity, to get involved with one of our students' lives by becoming a student sponsor. Thank you so much. The ladies are going to come up and do their drama. Okay.
that's all we got. <laughs> I guess since I'm the pastor, I guess I have to say something, right? <laughs> something. Oh. oh, we are. We are. We're going to pray for everybody. <clears throat> Ginger and I uh, have been big supporters of uh, Teen Challenge and uh, we took another step, um, was it August? August, yeah. In August, we joined with uh, not Gary, my golf partner, but Gary Blackard, the National uh, Teen Challenge president, and we're part of Harvest 2025 that we're, we're doing this nationally. And, uh, but if we're going to do something nationally, why don't we do the most with the people that are the closest to us? You know? Some of these ladies here are going to be sitting right in here one day. What better to sow into than something as powerful as Teen Challenge? Like, like, like Gary said, you know, it's 100% successful as long as you're committed to God. You just hear his voice, do what he says, and everything's going to be great, <laughs> you know? Until we quit doing that, then it kind of gets bad. And then we say, yes, and then it gets better. Just stay committed. Just stay committed to God. I don't care if you stumble, if you fall, get up. Get up. I, I, man, I, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me look at something. Hold this for a second. I live impossible. That song's in my heart. I collect quotes. I just think. Here's one. Don't get bitter. Get better. You know who said that? Tiger Woods. He was talking about how it had, had his wreck and he nearly lost his leg. And, and you know, he said, I could have got better, but I decided to just get better and committed myself. That, man, that's, those are the words to live by. And this one is for you guys. And this is me. This, I, this is my quote. A winner is just a loser that never gave up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You know God's voice. And let me tell you something. You're in Bible college. I know that. Y'all know that. They probably don't. But Teen Challenge is a discipleship program that's the equivalent of CFNI, Christful Nations. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And we just want it to get better and get bigger so y'all don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about those things. Gary told, me, Gary told me the other day, he said, if you just give me $2 million every January, we could play golf every day. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably not going to hit the $2 million mark today. <laughs> but hey, goals are goals, amen? amen. So let's stand up. We're going to sow. God said... If you sow, you're going